Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Life Learners Podcast. The beginning of the year can feel like a struggle, especially coming off of some of the auction season, um, auction season that you go through during the winter, just before the end of the year. If you're like me, you're probably craving to see some of the some new vintage watches that are being offered by auction houses, and um, kind of trying to to get as much as much as, as much as you can about watches because. I don't know, I think you start the year off in a pretty optimistic point. You have goal. you set goals for yourself from a collector's perspective, or you start exploring different things related to watches, and auction houses are a good place to sort of, like, consume that, that information. And um, you get a lot of excitement after after the December auction season for, for the major auction houses. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's not, it's not really auction season right now for, for, for watches. But I wanted to go over some of the um, the online auctions or some of the auctions that have taken place or are going to be taking place um, by some of the major auction houses like Sotheby's, Phillips, Antiquorum, Christie's. Um, because there are actually some pretty cool watches that are being sold, um, even though it's not sort of like the fully fledged auction season for watches right now. So I'm going to discuss a couple of the auctions that are taking place right now or just have, t- have taken place um, and some of the watches that I think are pretty interesting, um, pretty interesting uh, for, for 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 the um, uh, for you to take a look at. I'll discuss a couple of the pieces. There'll be links in the show notes for you to for you to check them out. So um, if we start off with Sotheby's, Sotheby's is actually um, is actually hosting a uh, fine watch watches auction. Um, in well they've got one taking place in uh hong kong and one taking place in uh london and they're featuring some pretty cool um some pretty cool watches these are all uh, online so you actually can bid if you'd like um the one in hong kong features a lot of modern um patek philippe uh watches but they've also got some modern automapige some royal oak daytonas um some some day dates some pretty pretty cool pieces that they've 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 sort of curated for this online auction it is taking place right now it ends february 1st so feel free to um you know place your bids if you'd like to within the next couple of days um there wasn't a ton that stood out for me in the in the hong kong auction but i really love the london auction they, that they're hosting right now this one um is taking place i believe it ends on february 8th and there are some really cool pieces that i've featured on on the life and the wrist instagram um that uh that really sparked my interest the first one is lot number four it's a patek philippe reference uh 533 they've nicknamed it the um the general it's from 1937 and if you don't know the reference 533 is a yellow gold or this version is a yellow gold uh, chronograph with the really cool sector dial um it's historically significant because um it belonged to major general thomas uh north and was used during his um service in the second world war and it's coming from the um it's being offered by the original family of the original owner which i think is pretty significant um, in, in, in the grand scheme of things. So you've got a pretty, um, a pretty historic piece for this individual, but also what stories this watch could probably tell there in, in Sotheby's sort of catalog notes, they describe how North was a veteran of the battle of the Somme in the first world war as part of the 11th engineer 
engineers and a general in, of artillery during the Second World War. So you're looking at a really historic watch uh, that was on the wrist of someone who was part of historical events um, of really the world. Another piece I featured recently was a Patek Philippe Calatrava reference 2526. It's a yellow gold uh, first series of this 2526 with an enamel dial from 1954. Beautiful double double P uh, crown, great looking 35 millimeter case, um, and a, a rare a rare Calatrava that a lot of people are are after. Obviously, with an enamel dial, makes it even more um, significant. The last watch I thought was really cool from this auction was. A reference 6062, which is a piece that many people are trying to get their hands on, which is a it's a yellow gold triple calendar watch with moon phase at six o'clock from Rolex, which is pretty rare to get. 1953 was when it was manufactured. 36 millimeters. It's such a sought after piece because there were very few of these um, that were produced. It was originally launched um, about five years after the first date just and debuted at Basel World in 1950. They were produced in three metals, yellow, gold, stainless steel, and pink gold. Um, and um, the reference was only produced for three years. It's believed that there are about 225 of these on, that, 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 that were produced. Um, so uh, uh, rarity is, is definitely an understatement. This one overall is in fairly good condition. I think there might have been some polishing on the case, but the dial is in, in fairly good condition, which I think is something that a lot of people will will make note of. Um, if you take a look at the case, there's a little bit of oxidation around the crown, but overall the watch looks really, really strong. Moving forward to um, the Sotheby's, uh, or excuse me, to Philips. Uh, Philips hosted a single owner online auction of some incredibly, uh, there were 11 FP Jorn watches that were sold between the 13th and 20th of January of this month in Hong Kong. These pieces range from, um, well, really you're getting some of the most significant um, FP Journes and, and sought after FP Journes that collectors really, really love. Everything from um, the Quantien Perpetuel, you have um, uh, Sonnerie, uh, um, you've got uh, Centigraph, uh, a Tourbillon. Um, so you, some really significant FP Journe watches in this, in this uh, single owner um, auction. I'm not going to speak about one individual one. I will just put a link to the auction so you can take a look at the pieces, but I highly recommend you taking a look. FP Journe continues to get a lot of popularity, and I think it's going to continue to get even more in 2023. It was interesting. I, I saw on Bloomberg that there was an article written about MBNF. And as you know, I'm a massive fan of MBNF, have been for many, many years. Um, but I think independent watches are um, going to blow up even more this year. I think during the pandemic, they really became very popular. But I do believe that um, these these brands are, are going to continue to get the... Um, the uh, recognition that they, they that they deserve and FP Jorn comes to mind when you think about the, the brands that um, that will continue to grow in popularity. Antiquorum actually hosted a, a live auction um, this the, this past month. Um, it was the important modern and vintage timepieces 
that was hosted in Monaco on January 19th. I, I, I was able to, um, to watch it. I wasn't in Monaco, but <clears throat> I was able to watch it and it was, um, tons of fun, really, really kind of varied lots that they, that they had during this auction. Um, that's what I kind of like about Antiquorum is there's a, a lot of variety in the, in the things that they, that they auction off. They, they posted a couple of pieces on their Instagram that, that were fairly significant, um, sales that they, that they had during this auction. Um, but I'll, I'll put a link to the, to the auction itself so you can see all the lots and then, um, links to the pieces that I'm going to speak about. But just to give you a variety, lot number one was unsigned three cabinet miniatures in enamel, which I think speaks, speaks to the, to the breadth of this. Lot two was 12 dials from Breguet in enamel and silver, um, Lot three was um a uh, was a lot of manuscripts, letters, and archives. So the variety is um pretty uncanny. But some of the watches that they featured on their on their site was this Automa Pige reference four two seven five BC, which was a Royal Oak uh, self winding date in eighteen karat white gold with diamonds. Um, it's described as an 18 karat white gold and diamond set self-winding tonneau-shaped gentleman's water-resistant watch with a case back screw down with eight screws. Um, it had uh, 11 uh, diamond indices, 11 diamond set indices, excluding the three o'clock because you have a date function there. Um, and if you look at the um, bracelet, you have this... Um, the bracelet is set with 302 brilliant cut diamonds. And uh, this is obviously a, a rarity um, to, to, uh, to behold. Um, the, uh, the watch ended up selling for, and I'll get the correct price here. It was estimated between 100 and 200,000 Euro, 200, euros. It sold for 122,000 euros. So a pretty good result for this watch and one of the watches that they featured on there. Um, on their site. Um, I believe it came with original papers that described um, the fact that um, the way that the watch was set uh, is uh, all factory original, which is a significant, um, a significant uh, piece of information for this type of watch. They also featured a uh, lot, lot 216. This was a Reference 6263 chronograph uh, from Rolex. It's the Paul Newman Panda Daytona and Stainless Steel. Um, I think everyone knows what a Paul Newman Daytona and Steel with a Panda dial uh, looks like. Um, but I encourage you to check out the pictures because it really is um, in, 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 it's a, it's a beautiful piece to, to, to behold for sure. Dime, uh, the dial is in really great condition. I think there's been some polishing on the case, but, um, still a really beautiful piece. Um, it was estimated to go between 300 and 500,000 euros. It sold for 546. Just shows Rolex Daytonas are still, um, are still, still a grail and still, still popular. The last lot I wanted to chat about from, from Antiquorum in Monaco was lot 226. This was referenced 6236 chronograph. Um, well, it's a triple date with the chronograph, um, Nicknamed uh, Jean-Claude Killy in stainless steel. Uh, this watch 
is um, not many. I think this is the only reference, and correct me if I'm wrong, people. Don't. I, I'm not. Not going to pretend like I know everything, but I believe this was the only reference that that Rolex made with a triple date and chronograph complication. I want to say, and so it was produced in very few uh, few quantities. Uh, the obviously steel chronographs from Patek Philippe are extremely popular, and um, no wonder this piece went for for such a great price. Um, and uh, aha, okay, I've got the information. I didn't want to be wrong on on the podcast. So. Um, from 1947 to 1962, Rolex developed a triple date chronograph, the only one the manufacturer ever created. Um, it has gone many evolutions with several references, such as the 6236. It was initially called the Dato Compacts. It's now known as the Jean-Claude Killy, after a famous French Olympic skier who wore a reference 6236 on the wrist. So there you go. I got the information. You can... You don't have to um, at me on Instagram because uh, I made sure that I, I had the right information here. It was uh, estimated to go between 300 and 600,000 euros based on its rarity. It's open 533. Overall, dial is in really great condition. has a nice little sort of age to the dial. Um, case, case looks strong to me. Um, lugs look pretty sharp, actually. I'm not... 100% positive if I think this is being polished or not, but overall, case is really, really strong, um, which is encouraging when you when you find a watch like this. So that was a really cool auction to take place um, and some cool watches and cool kind of, you know, there was manuscripts part of it, which is I think is cool. Uh Christie's actually hasn't, I don't think they've had any auctions t taking place yet, but they do have one auction on their calendar, which is the watches online that Geneva edit. It's going to be taking place in May, but obviously May is kind of when things are going to heat up for the, for the auction world of watches. So stay tuned for that. Uh, coming up, they have a really beautiful uh, Cartier uh, that's sort of the headliner. So right now, at least for the watches that they have, um, have up for sale. So I'll put a link in the show notes just to their calendar so you can check it out. Let me know which watch or which auction you enjoyed. Um, love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I definitely will say it's it's January has been an interesting month for watches, uh, or at least vintage watches, without the with the absence of, you know, tons of auction catalogs being being able to be read. But at the same time, um, I think we can all enjoy these pieces just just as much. If you are new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this with a friend who might be interested in a watch podcast. Be sure to follow us on our social medias. You can check out lifeonthearse.com as well for some more content on our on our um, editorial section there. If you wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help me out. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.